0: Welcome to Old Town New World. We're here at Millstone Pizza in Old Town Rock Hill. I'm Jason Broadwater. I'm Chris Gervais. And we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of Small Town USA. Got it off? No. OK. which I know is funny because why is York County Day in Columbia? Well, what York County Day is, is it's a bunch of civic leaders, business leaders, that go down to Columbia and meet with um, delegates from the state. So our senators and House representatives to talk about issues that are relevant to York County. Um, York County, of course, includes Rock Hill, which is where we sit now in the kind of uh, revitalizing, you know, downtown urban district of Rock Hill is, is what we're involved in. and. And then Rock Hill is a 65,000-person uh, city. And then York County is um, includes rural and urban areas. So we're at the top of the state. We're right next to North Carolina, part of the Charlotte, Greater Charlotte Marketplace. And so this was our chance to go down and kind of make sure Columbia, the capital, is representing uh, what's good for this area, right? So York County actually invented this whole Our County Day thing, and now all the counties of South Carolina have created a their county day, and they go down typical. and— <laughs> Typical. man. Um, typical other counties. <laughs> and um, and meet with delegates. So it was a pretty cool experience. Um, so we go down and we, we hear from a couple of speakers uh, in the morning, and then we go into breakout sessions and talk about economic development and school funding and— So this um, is meeting with actual politicians and stuff? Yeah, you know, they were there in the morning. And then they went into session, which I guess that wasn't the best way to do it because they were absent for a lot of the meaningful conversations that we had. But then they came back at the end of the day, and we were able to have a really meaningful kind of Q&A with um, our senators and our uh, House Representative folks. Uh, can I ask a really dumb
1: question? Who, yeah. uh, who are our senators? Okay, so...
2: That's um, only that's a dumb question. I don't know who the senators are. Unless you're talking about Star Wars.
0: Right. Well, Palpatine represents York County and, um, <coughs> no, um... <laughs> you don't live in New York, or not in
1: New York, but South Carolina, so it would be fair that you wouldn't
0: know. Well, I, I
2: didn't know until recently, but, so... But we should Actually, I guess we should introduce our guests. We didn't introduce our oh, guests. God, we we have. I'm so
0: rude. We um, have Robin. Dorman. Yep. Hello. And Chance Heflin. Chance Heflin here. Who is, uh, shaking her head that she refuses to be a guest, and therefore that's fine. Um, we'll keep talking. And uh, so anyway, um, our senators are, um, Senator Wes Hayes was there, and Senator Harvey Peeler was there, and um, he's actually the majority leader, as far as I understand, of the, um, of the Senate. And um, Representative Ralph Norman, who uh, lives in Rock Hill and has actually done a huge amount of development in Rock Hill, um, he's a developer and, Obviously, and uh, he was there. Some other senators and uh, uh, congresspeople were there, but I really don't know where they represent, you know. But
2: they probably also have interesting sounding names.
0: They probably do, yes. (laughs) They probably do. And so I'm not well versed. I mean, that's one thing. I remember when uh, I had a complaint about something about York County Council, and I thought I was really well educated on. uh, a lot of the topics, a lot of things that are going on, and somebody asked me, who's my councilman for my district, and I had no idea, you know, and the people asked me, who, who's the senator, South Carolina, who are the senators at the state level, at the national level, and most people don't know, and, I, and I'm, I'm with with them, you know. Yeah, I tend to
2: make up names.
0: Yeah, right, I do too. So, you know, we're pretty heavily involved in uh, the revitalization of downtown Rock Hill, and the Knowledge Park, and the this kind of urban redevelopment well that's not just a silo of us wanting a cool neighborhood that's part of the economic development of rock hill and um which is part of york county being successful so i've been involved in you know county level city level you know a lot of boards and committees and groups that are heavily involved in this this kind of thing so to to now take it to the state level and um see where at the state level they're looking to Support things that we're doing locally is really interesting to me. I, you know, my biggest, um, uh, where I would compliment these uh, folks that are serving in this capacity is, um, they all seem to be good, well intended people from what I can determine, yet they are in a, uh, they seem to be in a position where they can't do anything. You know, it's so disheartening. I, I really left with a uh, a negative uh, reaction not in the sense that I'm criticizing any people I mean I feel like they're good people trying hard but it just seems like an immovable mountain you know right. I mean it's the same thing we hear about national politics it's yeah. just
1: the mountain of bureaucracy right. Right. Yeah. the inability and to affect
2: change politics and stuff but, you know. yeah I mean the thing is and I mean <coughs> this is speaking in a, in a very big sense of it but like Part of the issue there is it's like the idea of like organization and government at its core and what it actually means is so complicated that and so big and vast that it's so easy for me as like a whatever a citizen or whatever to look at things and always see these these giant ridiculous these bureaucratic things that I just chalk up with this giant nebulous cloud of like oh those horrible bureaucrats but on the other end of that and yes there's that does exist to some extent you know but it's like i guess the great challenge of any you know government organization is to resolve how, how how do you be as efficient as possible without you know and not give in to that there's just a certain nature of and i think that anyone who's ever tried to organize more than two people <laughs> understands how things get complicated yeah. and the and the, and i mean anyways and I, I mean, i'm talking about i guess government at, at large but yeah. you know I mean, despite
1: good intentions like good right yes. Yeah. like and
2: of course in the the snowball effect of of anything like that once things get there then they go and they go and they go and our country is how old now? whatever I don't know how old our country is at least 30 40 years old I'm not good at math but I think it's
0: I'm not a scientist I'm I'm not a biologist (laughs) yeah I'm not a biologist but I think that America is 65 billion years in the making to get specific so we don't just vaguely talk about how government's broken because everybody can do that all day long so um, one thing we have to Deal with is um, I think we have to get to a place where it's not okay for the answer um, on kind of why aren't you solving this problem? Aren't we solving this problem? For the answer to be well, it's an election year. Right. Yeah.
1: That's
0: that's not okay. I don't don't think that's okay. Right. It's not. Yeah.
2: You can throw that one into the pile of, like, illogical things that do not, right, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I'm talking exactly. about, the difference there, yeah.
0: But what happens is that becomes so normalized <clears throat> that good people who are just logically kind of describing to you, like, I'll give you an example. Senator Hayes is very good at just explaining how things are. And it's wonderful perspective because he just, he's a he's an intellectual man, and he's um, he can just explain kind of the nature of the world like, why things are the way they are right now. So, in that conversation, he talks about, well, that's not going to happen because it's an it's a election year. And they all reference that. But it's become so normalized that that's accepted as being okay. And and that's not okay, you know. Um, Especially because it's always an election year for someone. I mean, basically, basically yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, you know, another one is... Um, they tend to, um, and I, and I don't say this in criticism, because I, I might be—I mean, I'm sure I would be, find myself in the same situation if I was uh, elected in that body. But <clears> they—they <throat> they get small things done because at least they're getting some things done. They don't want to be in a completely ineffectual body, so they pass them small things and they find themselves micromanaging things versus dealing with the core problems. Right. I mean, if you look at it, man, everything comes down to funding. We have have the fourth largest highway system in the United States. And we have one of the lowest budgets for highway um, in the the country. Really? Yeah, Yeah, we have 50%, about 50% of our roads are categorized as in poor condition. Um, Secondary roads, bridges, all this stuff. This is not only a safety issue, it's not only a transportation issue, it's an economic development issue and all this stuff. Now we've got all these bridges coming uh, to the 50 year mark where we have to do all this work on. Like, there's no money, there's some money, excuse me, set aside to do this. We're lacking in the billions. So Nikki Haley puts forward, oh, we're going to put $5 billion towards this. But it's kind of just throwing into the legislator, there's no money per se for it. So it's just like we're just making that up. Well, so that's one example. Funding schools is another. You know, whatever the big problems of our state are, they always come back to um, tax structure. Because the legislative government, their job is to basically be the CFO of the state. Their, their core function is to levy taxes and then distribute those resources. That is their ability to legislate. The um, executive branch implements and executes and all that stuff. Problem is, we get too busy with um, micromanaging. You got you know 70-year-old white men talking about what should be done in the third-grade classroom. And man, that's a joke. You know, what I mean, I mean, that, like, I know it's well-intended, but they don't know anything about that. We, we need to let the teachers of third-grade classrooms be deciding what happens yeah, in the third-grade yeah, have some
1: decision-making ability. Yeah, auto-
0: yeah, push autonomy down. You know,
2: right. but that, and see the thing is, then that's that's a cultural artifact, you know, because it's it's historically, for better or worse, that guy you're describing, the Monopoly man. It was probably the best bet for the guy who knew what was best for all of us, on some crazy level. I'm sure there was a time where that made sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just <laughs> yeah. the way it is, and it's just it's government at large. It's it's so many things are just antiquated, and and you know we're we're moving so fast. I mean, a lot has changed. A lot of good things are happening in general, but it's, we're also moving so fast. We just don't have time for slow progress and, you know, okay. and structure.
0: Now, there is an important role to be played by slow progress, because we don't want to move too fast because we turn into a mob society. Right. That's the, why democracy right. is slow. So I'm not discounting the 70-year-old white man at all. I'm talking about highest and best... use. never a good idea to do, by <laughs> the <that, right? laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Old Town You're New World. Do shut down. we do not endorse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the oh. slandering of the 70-year-old white man. The podcast goes black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm talking about is highest and best use. These gentlemen, the, the, the wisdom experience they have in government could be put towards structuring our, uh, the way that we levy taxes and, and distribute resources and run our state. That's their highest and best use. To get specific down into whether or not you text in the car, I mean, I, dude, I am all against texting in the car. I, I, I preach that at the office all day long. But to have people in Columbia Debating what I do while I'm driving in my car is such a the opposite of highest and best use, and yet we can't address completely restructuring our tax system because nobody has an appetite for it. So here's a question I, I put forward while down there. In 1958, NASA had all these complex goals. Of, um, I mean, they were so com- I can't even understand them. They're so complicated.
1: Well, they, there was a lot of like stuff that they wanted to pursue, like a lot of really
0: high-tech goals. And the goals were so—they're like each like 500 words long. Yeah. It was insane. And then John F. Kennedy comes along and says, "No, you have one goal," and it was very specific and it was insanely ambitious. So the question I proposed was: Everybody says comprehensive tax reform in the state of South Carolina is impossible because of this and that politics and election year. And this and I said, "What about next year? Not election year, not this year, but next year." That you completely clear the docket, and there's one thing that you're going to do, and it's comprehensive tax reform. I I asked, is there an appetite for that type of singular vision? And um, Harvey Peeler said, no, there's not. He stood up and flat out just said, no. Why? I mean,
1: business owners would want that.
0: Everybody wants it. They all say, this is the weird part, and I, I don't mean to keep making a they, because I don't want to be the guy who's throwing stones. Because, like, again, you know, glass houses, you know what I mean? But what I hear the, the politicians say is, um, oh, that's definitely what needs to happen. But it could never happen. And, and I'm like, you know, that's not true. That's not true. To do something great is to... Is to have a singular vision, and to focus on doing something that is where the naysayers say that's impossible. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And if yeah. you say that's impossible, you're basically admitting that our government doesn't work. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And it sucks. And that's and it. Did work. It's worked, but you know, it all it's worked up until now. Like,
0: right. I don't know what, got us to here. Yeah.
1: Right. And
2: it's unfortunate <laughs> that that particular thing is. It's sort of like what defines like a successful endeavor is the ability to have a goal and uh, progress be at the top of a pyramid and everything is in support of a goal and of progress and the definition of an unsuccessful venture is when you lose that and your you your structure and your minutiae of how things work moves up past a goal, you know what I mean? So that's sort of that's the, the idea of you saying that like here very clearly is the path to a goal, to a success? And then someone stands up and says, no, that's not possible. The very clear and obvious path to a goal is undoable. Because why? Because we are we have placed the mechanics above the goal.
0: As, I heard a TED talk of this woman who um, went on this little tiny boat and paddled across the Atlantic Ocean, and then she did the Pacific Ocean. Well, she said she'd never paddled before. She by herself? Yeah, never paddled before, went and saw a talk from somebody, got inspired. And she put into like a spreadsheet, I'm gonna paddle across the Atlantic Ocean, so what would I need to do? And she broke it down, broke it down, broke it down, broke it down until she had these like completely doable, manageable tasks that if she systematically achieved each of these doable, manageable tasks, then she would do this goal and she did it. So she put forward, and NASA did the same thing, to put forward the idea that we would in 1961 that we would go to the moon is right, insane, yeah. <laughs> that is insane. But they said, okay, well then let's let's literally break this down into doable chunks right. and let's do this. Right. Well,
2: well, that's the thing though, that's such a, a clear, obtainable thing, you know, that, and that's part of what supports the idea of that pyramid. Right. And And when you talk about the function of a government, it's like, well, what is the function of a government, you know? Is it that we all don't get eaten by wolves? Is it that we grow? You're right. Is it that we grow and we become a more profitable nation, or we become self-sustainable nation? What is the goal of, you know, government, and and which is what makes it it makes it easier to lose sight of a goal. It makes it easier for that element of human existence that is I don't want to say like the the money makers or the whatever, but like those those nebulous kind of clouds of things that's where people swoop in and and swipe the numbers off the top you know what I mean that's the perfect place for that and it, that has its place in the great chain of existence but the issue is that it tends to keep it, can, it tends to snowball and that tends to become the thing that controls everything and which is unfortunate
0: well if you look at uh, another specific example of why tax reform is something we have to do I mean everybody says from I, I haven't experienced anybody yet who says we don't need it left right middle everybody says we have to do it and they you know say but they won't do it you know meaning the other people in control whatever. so everybody says it has to be done yet it's not getting done so not but another specific example in the state of south carolina we for every residence, we for every dollar that we collect in taxes we pay back a dollar 30 something in services so we're in the red for everybody that lives here because we lowered our property taxes so low because of Act 388 that we can't even cover the cost of having somebody live here. Now, we cover that cost by taxing businesses. For every dollar we collect on a business, we're paying back like 30 cents in services. So we have one of the highest business taxes in the country and one of the lowest residential taxes in right so that's why and, and York County is affected the most by that in the state because that's why people work in North Carolina and live in South Carolina but every house they build in South Carolina we're educating their kids and taking their trash out and everything we're spending a buck we're losing 30 cents on every dollar they pay into the system pretty big deal dude it's huge it's going to literally bankrupt the,
1: the, the state so let me ask this question is the reason why they say tax reform can't be done because they know that it's gonna end up cutting, uh, raising
0: property taxes. Well, here's the thing, man, that's a perfect question. So, here's how Act 388 passed. Let me ask you a question without any context and try to forget all the context that I've already given you. Would you rather pay less taxes on your home? Yes. Yes, okay, (laughs) that's how it passed. It was detrimental (laughs) to the state, but that's what they put forward. Do you wanna pay less taxes on your house? Yes. Now, here's the problem. Do you wanna pay more taxes on your house? No. Do you want to be the politician who raised everybody's taxes on their house? No. And therein lies the rub. It bothers me because it, it's this assumption that the populace are idiots. And I don't mean to sound so negative, but it's, like, to say that the populace can't understand that Act 388 was detrimental to the success of our state and all they care about is uh, that bill that comes in on, you know, in January. Like or whenever it comes in, like that's all they care about? That's that's not true. I mean people if we would explain it a little bit more, people could understand. Right. You know, and and, and when you poll people consistently you find out that you ask people, do you want to pay more taxes to the federal government? Hell no. Do you wanna would you pay more taxes for your child's school? Absolutely I would. Mm -hmm. The difference in that those questions are you're basically asking, would you pay more money for a completely mysterious question mark that's probably inefficient, it's crazy, and it's just a waste of your money? No. Or would you pay more money to help your child have a better experience? Yes. So those questions are so politically motivated and right. controlled in that environment. So when we put out Act 388, we had a referendum, it was so manipulative in nature. And so, uh, for I'll give you another example, raising the gas tax by two cents is something that people all over the state that have any knowledge of what's going on say this would be our short-term solution to all these um infrastructure problems of roads and it would cover everything well it wouldn't it wouldn't be a long-term solution but it'd be a huge boon well the people who are against it are like well I'm not raising taxes well that's so (laughs) short-sighted like they're like well it's an election year I'm not raising taxes in election year it's like well the people will understand and pennies for progress is actually the perfect example here in York County we decided as a county, independent of the state, that we were going to levy a sales tax and we were going to use it to build roads. And we put it out in a referendum and let people vote. And it has been a huge success. People voted to raise their own taxes to do this type of infrastructure work because they knew it was staying local and it was going to be well managed and it was going to happen. But when you start getting farther away from local and it's like, do we want to send money to Washington? <laughs> Nobody wants to send their money to Washington. You know? Yeah. So it's not that the,
1: our populace is idiots. It's just that the information that you are presented with, you know,
0: in one case you can recognize that it's enlightened self-interest to do that. Yes. And I think that the I think that the folks who are in go, in government positions, some of this is a fact is a product of age, but some of it's just a, you know a product of whatever. But are disconnected to just how in tune and communicative our society is. Due to the internet, right. and the, and here the, here the here. culture changes due to the internet. And they think that it's the old school, like, you know, well, you know, what they don't know won't hurt them, philosophy. And that, and, and it's like, well, you know, because the soundbite, the television ruined politics, you know, right. the whole soundbite culture. You, know, you got to say it in three seconds, or it has to be a simple, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be a yes or no kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. So, but
2: now, but, you know, but now we're back to that point where, like we talk about on here. I mean, people, something about the internet made people feel like they, A, wanted and needed to sort of know and understand everything that's going on in the world around them and, and be sort of like, be, you know, on top of it and an expert about it and just understand everything and know exactly how it should be and blah, blah, blah. And that, that really has changed things as far as that, especially when it comes to politics. It's like buying a used car, you know?
0: have Carfax, and they're all into what's going on exactly. And
2: that's just who we are now. We're all, whether it's literal or not, it is a true statement in some shape or form that we're all very smart now. We're all very, very smart.
0: You I was disappointed, and... No, no, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I think think that's the way... It's not necessarily literal, but it's it's, true that we
2: are
1: smart now. I think if our government's going to succeed, it's going to have to be able to take the form that it does... W- the way people shop online, like when I want something, I will obsess about it for weeks because I want to find. I could try and get like I suck in the most information I can, like yeah. about how much the price is for this and that, right. and like you sort of like, you know, that ideally are you know, if you cared about government decisions, you would want your populace to. True to focus that much on right it.
2: which is funny because I go to Amazon I type it in I say sort by price I click on the thing I give them my money and I buy it <laughs> and that's me. so it's and as a personality. different personality and with the government I'd probably do the same thing I'd be like yeah, yeah you, you look yeah. Oh you yeah. look clean. Oh, yeah. you Leave my the, country. You're doing, the, <laughs> you're doing the healthcare.gov thing, too, right? I'm doing the healthcare.gov, and I promise you I clicked on a thing, I clicked on another thing, and boom, I clicked on health insurance. And then it didn't work yet. And now I still do not have health for insurance for Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. You know what really <laughs> grinds my gears? Barack won't return
1: my phone call. You know, it's
0: interesting, though. And I won't I won't say names in this example, but I was very um, surprised and, and, and by the different approaches that some of the our representatives took in answering questions. A couple of them very much took the uh, well, let me tell a joke and let me tell an anecdote and let me kind of make you feel good and let me kind of make an analogy that I don't quite understand and then let me, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of not ask you question and, you know, I'm done. A- and I'm done, <laughs> yeah. And then I get a pl- applause and I sit down. And um, and some of them, and, and that was very disheartening to me because it just seems so more transparent than maybe that used to be the people in the past. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's always been transparent, but that just seems so thin. But, but I was impressed with some of the folks. I mean, actually I'll say specifically, Impressed with uh, Ralph Norman and, uh, and uh, Wes Hayes. And I might not agree with everything that either of those men say, but one thing they did was just flatly and frankly respond to yeah. um, what, what was asked, and sometimes say things you don't want to hear, and sometimes say that, you know, hey, the process is tough and our hands are tied and it's political and um, we can't do anything. But at least they just flat out, not honestly it. respond. Yeah. yeah, it's like, instead of treating me like I'm just a, an audience in a show, you know, at the circus, and, yeah. you know, I'm not there to see people juggle, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it's never a,
2: a bad idea to tell the truth. Yeah, Even right. if you dress it up with something, you know, it's never a bad idea to tell or the you truth. Or
0: to juggle, or to juggle. If you can tell the truth and juggle, really, yeah. it's the best of all three worlds. <laughs> Now, this free world concept, can we dig in a little deeper? The state of South Carolina is creating a new, we're seceding from the world. We're, we're, we're creating succeeding. a new We're seceding from less this dimension. Yeah. So, we're going to
2: go list, exist on an oil rig in the middle of the ocean.
0: Yeah. I am disheartened <laughs> by um, how much people are just like, oh, you know, we're going to, like, we're going to abolish, you know, Obamacare, or we're going to. I mean, just the whole idea, like, that's fine, but the whole idea that we're so digging down into the specifics of, of you know, is it the Tea Party or the, do we, do politicians think that Obama is, you know, trying to take over the country and hand it to the, quote, evil liberals? I mean, it's it's, it's so disheartening that it's so caricaturized right, yeah. and ridiculous, exactly. you know? Yeah. And I think it is that gap between, like,
1: they're, there used to be a much b- bigger like middle middle ground.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. You know, I'll say I'm no, not a highly political man, but I'll throw this one out there on the <laughs> Old Town New World podcast. I think that there are times. I think getting angry can be valuable. I think there are times when it's appropriate to be angry about something. Um, but I think that solutions and ideas and you know being positive about things are much more valuable than getting angry. And I think that that a lot of a lot I don't know a lot of us should spend less time finding excuses to get angry. I don't think a lot of progress comes from 100% angry about stuff. Yeah, Not sure. that there isn't a place for anger, there's a place for it. No, I
0: hear you. And but, Sometimes you need it and you have to rise up and all that stuff. But the, the great um, kind of uh, tragedy of democracy is complacency True.
2: Absolutely.
0: because when you have some type of uh, radical government, it pushes to the point where people rise up we almost can't rise up because we're inundated with complacency. Because everything is always pretty good. You right. know what I mean? like exactly. no matter how bad things exactly. get, like, everything's the standard fine. Standard of living is still even a bad standard of living. It's is is, is fantastic compared to the yeah. rest of the world. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're trapped in this kind of like, um, I can be angry about this while I'm podcasting, exactly. but then I'm gonna go home exactly. and be
2: fine. You yeah, know what I mean? Just, it's no. not an anger that affects change. It's a verbal. Anger that all it does is make you unpleasant. That's the issue. Is it so we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And well, it, it, uh,
1: you know. your political beliefs like nowadays are more. It's more. It's more aesthetic than anything, you know. Because it's yeah, not as if your exactly. beliefs actually. You don't feel like your beliefs actually have an effect. Like you might think that
0: they would, but like. Yeah,
1: you know, it's a hobby. It's, it's a hobby. Yeah. It's not For like most people, politics it's not something is a hobby.
0: You act on. Right. Right. And people go like, oh, I'm not really. I'm not really into you know politics. So, meaning like. I don't even have to bother with the governing of our society because I can just like not give a shit because it's so, everything's fine. Yeah, right. so, yeah I, mean, I
2: mean unfortunately I mean, that's how I, until the, until the the guy in the riot gear is punching me in the face, I basically am like, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Well I mean I think that's a failing of our country, not to sound like fascist or nationalistic, because I don't want to, but the idea of citizenship is something that has like Died away. The civic virtue is, is almost non-existent
0: nowadays, and I think that's sad. Yeah, I know. How do you, though, create a strong sense of um, kind of uh, citizenry without, but also embracing embracing this kind of like being a citizen of the world and not compartmentalizing in a nation? I think making
1: it completely local. If you are a citizen locally, then you're going
0: to be involved in something that is bigger than yourself. Hey, I agree with that. That's why I believe in local rule. and That's the one place I think where there's an opportunity for the, the rightest of right and the leftest of left and everybody in between to come together is the idea of local rule. And what I mean by that is what goes on in the schools, the teachers and the principals should be should have a lot of authority in, in that. Yeah. You know, what goes on at, in the city. This is our town. This is our town, yeah. yeah and I, so I, I totally agree with that, man. I think it's a big place where we could all start these conversations. You know, how to structure things is based on
1: home rule. And it's something we I think we need to teach uh, in schools like at a young age like it's because it's a, it's a it's a way of behaving and interacting. It's a social thing. Did
0: I ever tell you all the time that uh, I was teaching ninth grade English in... Uh, North Carolina, and um, after my first year of teaching, I, don't even, I didn't have a teaching degree, this is before No Child Left Behind came through, before my first year of teaching, I went to the central office and I proposed mm. a plan to um, restructure the entire way that history is taught in the state of North Carolina. <laughs> and the, the lady who hired you me You call it a modest proposal. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, we'll eat Irish children. Um, so anyway, she said, uh, she was like, this is really creative, but... Why don't you focus on teaching your class?
1: Yeah. And you were like, oh, my God, I'm supposed to be teaching yeah, late. my class. You're like, oh, my God, I'm late. Yeah, I left
0: the kids by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
1: it was an ambitious idea. From well, the we idea me
0: was about. that you would start and you would move outward spherically and thematically. So, like, you would, you would learn about your own town. And you would, because we don't know. I mean, I didn't know anything about this town until I moved back here and actually invested my own time in understanding this town. You learn about your own community, your own town, your own state, and you would connect the world thematically to where you are geographically. And that was the whole nature of how it would evolve. But um, it was ambitious to say the least. So she told me just to be quiet. (laughs) She said, "Here, hold this." (laughs) <laughs> hey, was your she was you? <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. It was shiny. I held it for like an hour. She didn't come back. I was in her office. They locked me in. I had to break out. It was, it was late. <laughs> but that's a different story. But that's a different story for a different time. As the world turns... <laughs> Alright. We're good if you so want to wrap up. So anyway, to wrap... Okay, so anyway, um, you know, I, we can rant and rave and everybody does about politics. And I will say that I um, I was privileged, I'm privileged to often be part of kind of the process that goes into some of this stuff. And um, it's really enlightened me and um, it's reminded me that it's just people trying to figure out what they're doing. And and, and like all of us, they, people with insecurities and um, trying to achieve things and with families and you know, goals, and, and it's a very imperfect system. And um, I think that uh, the closer we can bring things to our local community, the better off we will all be. And the more we have the opportunity to do things like this, like your county day, the better off we will all be. So my challenge to the um, South Carolina State Legislature is that what if, at the same time we have at revenue Flow, man. What if instead of having, you know, 30 goals What if we pick two things that are hugely important, and we just focus on it? And and what if we pick one thing? I mean, so I I challenge the South Carolina State Legislature in two thousand and fifteen to sixteen that they do nothing but comprehensive tax reform, and it's the one thing. It's their it's their man on the moon, and you know, it's setting itself up for the potential of huge failure, but it's setting itself up. Setting us up for the potential of huge success, and I think it would be um, it would be a it would be a huge win either way. Even if it fails or works, at least we are coming together to do something amazing versus just uh, whatever we can squeeze by and maintain the status quo, which is broken. So anyway, um, that's our hopefully. I hate the end on a negative point, Chris. I you have a challenge for them: one man eats 50 eggs. <laughs> What do you guys he think?
1: Can one out. man eat 50 eggs? Well, I think um, I think I think tax reform in the state would, would set a huge yeah, example for the rest of the country, oh, yeah. which has oh. also been trying and failing to
0: pass comprehensive tax reform, well, which badly needs it. And it would also help Cool Hand Luke <clears throat> become president of the United States. That's right. And that's why we're here, posthumously. who no. will be the
1: first posthumous cool-hand Luke president.
0: No man can eat 50 eggs, right. or is an island. There are several things that no men are.
1: No men can do a lot of things. Uh, yeah. nope. That's, true.
0: <laughs> That's true. No men can do a lot of things. No man can do a ton of things. my
1: for this podcast. <laughs> Clocking out.
0: <laughs> Take it off, Pulse. Anywho, I guess we'll see you next week.